0: Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 so here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who, also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?
1: Welcome back, everyone. This is Discussing Who, and a very special episode of Discussing Who, why we are at Atlanta. Yeah, we're at WhoLanta
0: all at the same time. (laughs)
1: Yay! And guess what? Not at the same time, not at the same, well, in the same place, because we are in the same room, and I'm not talking about what type of weather I'm having outside, because I'm actually watching Clarence laugh at me instead (laughs) of uh, knowing that he's probably
0: laughing at me while we're recording. That's right. I do that, too. You do that, too. (laughs) really. I'm gonna I'm gonna create some bonus content here for uh, to decide yeah so yeah so if you're playing this from the discussing who website you should see a photograph of that I just took you just yeah. click that's that's us that's the three of us F- documentary evidence that the three of us are all in the same place at the same time yes it really happened it, it really, really happened, happened. <laughs> yeah we we wouldn't lie to you so assuming that someone may
1: be at Hulanta may have seen us walking around with our hulanta I mean, not Who-lanta, our Discussing Who shirts, or picked up a Discussing Who sign or card or whatever something. you might have seen, or came to our panel, which is tomorrow morning. So we're going to assume people Same are coming. One, yeah. But you're listening to us for the first time. I'm Kyle Jones. I'm one of our three co-hosts, and joining me, and I'm going to go cl- uh, around the room as the picture shows, oh. Clarence Brown.
2: Hey, man, how you doing? Doing pretty good, enjoying Who
1: Lent, what about you?
2: I am quite enjoying myself, and the the best parties is hanging with you guys. Yes, absolutely. Being in the same four walls, just uh, <laughs> within the same four walls. It kind of changes the dynamic, does it not? Yeah, you know, this is different, but it still feels quite natural, for some reason.
0: <laughs> like, we've done this before. Absolutely. It's a pair of ears near you. No, yes. Very near you, like attached to your head, probably. <laughs> yeah. And,
1: so, and, you know, yeah. it's always cool to be able to meet celebrities while you're at, um, you know, an event, especially yeah. at a con. For
0: a lot of people, that's and, why they come.
1: Absolutely. And for me, one of the highlights of this was getting autographs. I actually got autographs of two celebrities. Mm-hmm. Yes, two stars of relativity.
0: Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> who's he talking about? <laughs> yeah, the two of you. Like, what did this I, Alan? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, for anybody listening, I'll put a picture up of this as well. Well, I... Uh, specifically, got you know the glossy paper, the card stock, so that I can actually frame it because I'm actually going to do Because you that. love
2: printing things, yes, I love printing <laughs> things. Not maps, not itineraries, <laughs> yeah. but
1: no, I uh, printed um, the cover page of the latest fit of relativity episodes exactly, and got the signatures of Marcus and Chris, or otherwise known as Lee and Clarence. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Like like we couldn't have done that anyway. <laughs> yeah, Still, but, it, was yeah, fine. It, it was it was sweet though. That's a sweet gesture. So, and it is pretty. That is that is. I uh, haven't printed any of those pages on slick paper like that. Yeah, so it, it, it looks, looks nice. Fun. Yeah, but we are actually here with Louise Jamison. She's not in this room with us, but she is. Uh, the we're, big, not that we're not there, late. We're not <laughs> But she is the big uh, the big who guest uh, for this uh, this con, and uh, yeah. So we we heard her panel this morning and got to hear her tell. Uh, yeah, hair-raising tales of her of her career, her amazing adventures in the screen trays.
1: So, if you don't mind sharing an experience that you had, you've had a story, or I should say, a question. It's a question, uh, not you know Doctor Who, but almost as old as that question. <laughs> uh, Forty years per se that you've wanted to ask. Louise Jameson, a question?
0: Yeah, and maybe maybe that's an exaggeration because I can re- now can't remember when I actually first saw Talons of Wing Chiang. Okay, but um, yeah, for fans of the classic series, you know that's that is many people consider it the best serial of the classic series. And if you enjoy her character, Leela, I don't think there's any question. This is that this is Leela's shining hour. Is these uh, these six episodes uh, set in Victorian London? Where she is the jungle girl is being made to wear Victorian outfits and so on, and they're trying to teach her manners and so on. So it's, it becomes sort of a Eliza Doolittle. But there is a there is a kind of a, a moment that meant a lot to me as a teenager, uh, where that's kind of a uh, I call it the wet T-shirt moment, <laughs> no, no, no. and she she knew what I was talking about. Yeah. But I always wondered, it was that. Is it possible that that was an accident? I mean, it's it's tea time. I yeah, and yeah. And, and I used to see these run uh, our PBS affiliate would run them on Saturday morning, like cartoons. Wow. So when I first saw that, I was stunned. So, I was stunned because yeah, she's very clearly not wearing anything under that, and I was just sort of wait, what? <laughs> this is okay. I I think it was sort of my introduction to the, this reality that the, that. British television has always had a very different idea about the human body than American television has. That we are, what I've learned over the years is that we were always the ones who are much more likely to have all kinds of uh, violence and mayhem that would have not been welcome on screens in British television. Whereas the human body, particularly the the female body, you know, where we've got all kinds of rules about what you can show and what you can't, they just haven't. And so I so I guess I've just always wanted to try to find a way to politely ask if it's okay <laughs> that we saw her uh, yeah. in such detail like that. And um, and, and 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 fortunately in, in her talk she she mentioned that she's very much aware of the fact that Lila was on the show kind of for her body that she she was cast for her legs, you know, and she's she was and is a beautiful woman and and, and she, she said, you know, she's not bragging. This is just a fact yeah. that the show in the 70s was on right after the BBC announced football scores. So there's a lot of guys who are watching TV. And then suddenly Doctor Who came on. And now here's this babe. And they stayed. <laughs> and the viewer the viewer numbers for the show went up by 2 million viewers when she became the Doctor's companion. So she's always been aware. And she's a fine, fine actor. So, you know, it's it's not that she's not also, you know, a, a capable and highly trained. Activity. I'm talking about this way too much because I'm still nervous about it, but but I, I did. I, I asked her, did she have any special memories about that, which she did, because it was apparently pure hell being out there on the set with the effects going that she's allergic to. So she said, you can look how inflamed her face is, and, and she's soaking wet and everybody else isn't. Yeah. So, Talented Wing Chiang. <laughs> yeah. well, Look it up. It well, was
2: it funny because you mentioned it before. You actually like, asked the question to her. And, you know, me running through my head like, oh, it couldn't have really been that bad. It couldn't have been that bad. Yeah. But you showed us said video. I to show you. And I was quite surprised. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a children's show.
1: <laughs> yes. And now he's going to go watch more classic <laughs> yeah, after. Him. Exactly.
0: <laughs> hope hope you to know, see more of the same. You know how to reel me in. <laughs> That's <you>?
1: right. <laughs> but... But, no. but, Lee, you said something that I uh, found quite interesting, which was, you know, you say Americans are so customized to violence and blow up and, you know, bang, bang, bang. Whereas, you know, you show anything with the human body or you show anything overly sexualized, it's, it has to be on like really, really late or it has to be on mm-hmm. paid, you know, programming right. and so forth. So That's what cable is for. But you go and... Look at, think about it. We left Britain, the Puritans are Mm -hmm. what founded, you know, Americans in part. Right. So that, you know, and the under-sexualization of things Mm -hmm. is probably a spurn out of that. Good point. Uh, I can remember being a kid and watching on Saturday nights, and I think it was about 9.30 or 10 o'clock, on my local PBS station and I never wanted my parents to come in and w- catch me watching this comedy mm-hmm. <laughs> because there was one character on this uh, comedy called Are You Being Served? Yes. And uh, middle-aged I would say late 40s <laughs> early 50s Yeah. And home, she, she yeah. had a cat that she was you know she was a single woman or a divorced woman she had a cat at home and she always liked to come to work and talk about her pet cat that she had at home. And she would talk about sitting and stroking her cat and playing <laughs> with her cat. Oh, yes.
0: And that so was the not audience the word. is laughing. Yes. Because, because they're conscious of the fact that she's unconsciously, she's using a word that has two meanings. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I remember feeling homes, so... Yeah. Dirty watching yeah. that, thinking, it really
1: you know, but, but, but wanting to watch it because it was like, oh wow, yeah. you know, is somebody saying this.
2: What's the name of the show again? Are you
1: being I'm served? Being served. Yeah. Wow, okay. And is <laughs> <there's> this <laughs> Slocum? You know, oh yes, I was just at home playing with my pussy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> big,
0: big laugh yeah. and big laugh. But I was thinking, oh crap, is my parents hearing what I'm? You know. And this is in the, this yeah this is in the seventies and imagine that on American television yes time. I mean yeah there's there's no way no way that's yeah there's there's similar jokes on the Faulty Towers which is about yes. the same time and yeah no not a chance over here and 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 Benny Hill and the Flying Circus yeah so. But, yeah, we will shoot people in the face on television in the 70s. <laughs> but we won't talk about playing with your pet. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We won't, we won't go there. And I wonder, because we're so
2: pro-gun over here. Uh, I don't know about this compared to especially like the UK, which doesn't have guns. <laughs> out Everybody's out loud. got a gun in the yeah. UK. <laughs> well, it's, it's out loud. Well, isn't it out loud in the UK? No, people 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 hunt
0: and shoot all the time. Really? Yeah, they got guns biscuit? is it London? Am I thinking about London? Well, it's just you, you or I couldn't just stroll into a, a department store and buy a handgun. Okay, it's handgun. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, makes it's, sense. You have a hunting rifle. <laughs> right. You, well, and, uh, that makes sense. It's, it, it's, yeah, but it is. It's, it's, just a cult, it's just largely a cultural difference more than a, a legal one. But, ah. But still. Yeah. But we are the Wild West culture, and, you know, that's... You know that's that is part of our legacy. As is our our Puritan right. forefathers. And this whole you know you can do anything as long as you're not talking about sex. <laughs> yes. You know? So yeah. So, so th- thank you for joining us on this special edition <laughs> of Discussing After Hours. Yeah, that's it. Discussing After
1: Hours. <laughs> uh, but speaking of After Hours, literally almost, yeah. uh, Clarence, I'm going to segue to something you did last night. You, we what? talked briefly <laughs> yeah. about
2: uh, Black Mirror. Um, um, yes, you did. You were on the panel Yeah, Very brief- o'clock. Very briefly. Huh? Very- <laughs> no, it was good fun. We had a certain gentleman who was very passionate about it, which yeah. I can appreciate. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though.
1: It
0: was fun watching him because he was one of my favorite doctors. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, was, he was doing a very convincing cosplay as the 10th Doctor. Yes. He really, he's got the hair and everything. It's great.
1: Yes. And last night his wife was dressed up as Rose. Uh huh. So that was, that was very cool.
2: So I've noticed a lot of these David Tennant cosplayers, they, they focus hard on the hair. It has to have the right angle. <laughs> the hair has going <gotta> to be right. <laughs> yes. So yeah.
1: And, and, and another thing that you, that I've noticed when you said that is they have, I've never seen a wigged David Tennant. You know what I'm saying? They that's all right. have the brown hair
0: naturally, yeah. and they're all skinny. It's like that. That's what inspires the cosplay. It's, yes, yeah. Because we've seen people wig to be Peter Capaldi, right. and yeah. Tom Baker, and Colin Baker. Yeah, but uh, you don't wear a wig to be. The yeah, internet. we've
1: even yeah. seen a wig.
0: Jodie Jody Whittaker. Whittaker. Yes, we We've, yeah, uh, we've seen
1: several Jodie Whitakers, actually. Most of them male, Yeah. being yeah. the same Doctor. Yeah, and I think that you'll probably see a lot of male Jodie Whittakers. It, Mainly because everybody is, all the males are used to being able to play the doctor. Exactly. <laughs> yes. True. This is you not going to
2: stop them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of the reverse because you have a lot of, of women that walk around as, especially Matt Smith. They like to dress up like yeah. Matt Smith. Yeah. So, it's kind of
0: kind of our chance to get, get them back. That's know? right. <laughs> Let's see, we've seen women also playing the TARDIS a lot, a lot Yes, of TARDIS, TARDIS dresses, yeah.
1: and I think you see that a lot. And we see John Barrowman playing also saw, uh, the TARDIS dress. <laughs> I can
0: see John Bearman wearing a TARDIS dress, but I was just thinking about women we've seen today here cosplaying as various characters. There's a woman who I saw going into the vendor's room, and I, I went to go and ask her for a picture, but because I'm, I'm sure she made this, but it was the, the, uh, the sixth doctor's outrageous outfit, but yes. cut as a ball gown. So it was all those ridiculous colors of his outfit but when you when it's actually flowing around your ankles it's 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 actually beautiful. <laughs> it's just it's just loud. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was terrific. Um, so a young woman being uh, uh, the seventh doctor. Personally. Yes. Yeah, so there is another lady that is here.
1: We saw her last year we were in line at the uh, coffee shop that was in the hotel that was dressed up Immaculately as the uh, Gallifreyan general, yes. and she's back again this yes. year as the general again, Yeah, and I and I got a chance to speak to her to, earlier today, and I said, "Your costume is just as impressive this year, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. seeing it a second time,
0: as it was the first time." It is, the details are perfect. It yeah. really is a very very good costume. Yeah. So, and we saw a river. We saw a river. Saw a river we saw, saw a river. couple
1: a couple of rivers. Uh-huh. That was cool. Uh, we also. Uh, got to take another picture the three of us in front of the
0: TARDIS yes. the same TARDIS that we took a picture of last yeah, year and mm-hmm. I was just thinking we should probably call this guy out by name and I, and I now I'm, I'm blanking because I hope you can help me um, because uh, the, the fellow who built this TARDIS replica was there um, um, and, it, and he's, he's branded as Madman with a workshop yes so yes. yeah, we we want to encourage everybody to, to yes, at least Google that phrase "Madman of the Workshop" because he's he's selling that TARDIS. He's 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 made it available to, to other conventions, and it is now now a lot of people have built tartus right? right. for for a while. There were yeah, only our friend Angie has that's her own right, TARDIS. she's got hers yeah, and the Tar Wheelers was the first one that I was aware of, and everybody wanted their picture taken with that. But this guy has built the outside. And the inside. Yes. yes. And <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> it's bigger on the inside. Yes. It's, a, it's an optical illusion. It's a, it's a photograph, but it's also uh, cunningly lit. There's LED lights yes. in it. And really, if you get, what, we would say 15, 20 feet away, it and creates you look illusion. at that door, it really looks like it's, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's extraordinary. And it has, you know, you open up the front uh, door, the
1: side door, and it has its own telephone
0: in it. The, yeah, the phone is there inside he has, the, the right box, so. and and he also has a, a loop of the authentic sounds that are playing all the time. Yeah. So yeah, you actually hear it before you before you see it. I think when you come into the room, and it's uh, yeah, it's wonderful. Oh, I and saw it's the it's, backdrop as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Beautiful. And and uh, yeah, because. Um, I love that moment in uh, Unearthly Child when Ian touches it for the first time and he says, it's alive, <laughs> N- not it's it's vibrating or something like that. But he went straight for it's alive, which I always think is intriguing. Were they really thinking that far ahead or is that just, you know, a, a sort of a, a an odd character thing? But so I had to go up and put my hand on it, and it, it does vibrate all the time. And I'm sure because of the speaker. Right. On yeah. view, but I just thought, what a lovely, what a lovely coincidence that is that it actually does feel like it's, it's some kind of a living thing. But yeah.
1: what would have been really nice is if you would have actually have said, "It's
0: alive." Yeah. Oh wait, you did, yeah. and I recorded <laughs> and you it. Caught it. So there you, <laughs> go. you can drop it in here. Yeah. Why episode. don't I drop it in <laughs> right now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I want to talk for a minute about, you know, you said Ian, and you you went all the way back to the very beginning. That was the first time, and from the very beginning, obviously, that you had a group of people in the TARDIS, you yes. know, and we see, you know, with Leela, we only had one person. It was the Doctor and Leela. Oh, yeah. With the concept of the more than one companion, you know, of, you know, so we had Susan, we had Barbara, we had Ian. Any thoughts as to why there were four people in the TARDIS as opposed to maybe only three, or I mean, or two, just the Doctor and one other, Clara? What do you think? i <laughs> uh,
0: <honestly. laughs> <laughs> we well, we had a great conversation about that earlier, and I, and and we're, we're practicing because I think this is what we should talk about in our panel today exactly. morning. Yeah, um, it is. Various people involved with the show over the years have been have have said that. This was calculated on the part of um, everybody involved in, in in creating the series, Sidney Newman and Verity Lambert and everybody. That they knew this is an adventure serial, and it's going to have to. There's going to have to be certain roles to play, and there is this mysterious character the Doctor. And once this older man is cast. There's sort of this idea, do we want him to be the the guy who's going to do, what did you call him, the runner? The runner. Be the yeah. runner. Is he going to be the one who does all the, the physical heavy lifting and so on? Well, no, we probably want a younger man who's going to do that. And so you cast William Russell, who had just been playing um, Lancelot. Is it Lancelot hmm. or Galahad? Anyway, he was one of the Knights of the Round Table. There was a TV series that the BBC had just done. So he's already, you know, a known quantity as being the, the daring-do hero. It's like, you know... Um, I just watched uh, the, the 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 pilot for Lost in Space, the, not the Netflix series, but the original. Yeah. Right. There, And I was thinking about the same thing. Disney had just been doing a Zorro for years with Guy Williams. So, if you're going to cast, uh, you know, their, their heroic lead for Lost in Space, you want you want Zorro, really? <laughs> so they got Guy Williams, you know, and that that's and that's the same logic here. That's why you cast William Russell because Ian is going to basically be uh, the knight in shining armor. And the, I don't know what the internal logic was so much about uh, Barbara and Susan, but um, uh, um, uh, Louise was just saying today in her panel that uh, the original idea was that the concept began with the doctor and this young woman. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the way, somebody at the BBC said, we don't want the doctor in that box with this girl because that's obviously weird, which seems very strange to us looking back now <laughs> that anybody would uh, think twice about that, but... But that's why they established that that's his granddaughter, which obviously makes it okay. Right. Uh, well, you so, know,
1: we've had, you know, times where it's only been one. We've had times where it's been four or five. we Because, if, you know, if you have, you know, Adric, you have Nyssa, you have Tegan, uh-huh. and then you had Chameleon at one point. Right. You, you know, you had uh, Adric, you had and Turlo. Turlo right. And and then it got back to the one to one companion, then it went away, and then it got back to one to one, and then Dr. and Rose. Most recently, we had, you know, with Bill and Nordle. Mm-hmm. And then Missy kind of
0: traveled with them, yeah, sort so of it kind becomes of. becomes a nominal companion, yeah. We, I, I guess there's, it's never been more than four, though, on any basis. No, no, process. no. The, no, the, no. the, the Nissateag and Adric and the Dr. Todd right. is kind of like the original four. Yeah. And, and, and I, 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 do, I do see the strength of that, that it allows you to have characters who serve different story purposes, you know. But it also can be very cumbersome to have that many leads, you know. We, we were just talking about uh, Age of Steel and Rise of the Cyberman. And I was thinking about that moment where uh, uh, the Doctor has to park the TARDIS for a while. We have to let it <laughs> cool down and charge up and all that stuff. And Mickey and Rose want to go in opposite directions. And the Doctor has to choose which one of them is he going to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. And Mickey says it's always going to be her. Yeah. You know, I am out of here, <laughs> you know. So, so that's a real problem if you have too many companions. Can you? You don't want them to follow you around all the time,
1: you know. I think that's why the decision that Moffat made to put Amy and Rory together as a married couple, yeah, because that took away that having to go your separate ways. But you know, everyone is assuming that this new set of
0: characters are all going to be in the TARDIS. Uh, we don't true. know that. Yeah. I just had to dial it up to get to get their names. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, the, yeah, the 13 Doctor's Companions we know are, are Graham, Ryan, and Yasmin. That's, yeah. But, yeah, but, 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 uh, Graham, Ryan, and Yasmin. But, yeah, are they all traveling in the TARDIS with her? Are we back to the four principles? Yeah, but I think that is. No, no, Bradley. Yeah,
1: but okay. Never mind. That's their. That's uh, the actors that. The names. Okay.
0: Well,
2: it's almost like the makeup of those people seems so random (laughs) that they would Mm -hmm. all be traveling with them, I would think. Yeah. I mean, how does their normal lives tie in each other? That's that's what I'm saying. How how do these
0: people know each other?
2: Yeah. So, So I'm
1: going to make a prediction. Okay. Just from looking at the picture, yeah, I'm going to say that uh, the two younger characters mm-hmm. are romantically involved. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm going to say that the older gentleman is either her father or grandfather. Her, the the younger woman. The younger woman. Interesting. That's yeah. That's possible. That's yeah, that's I just see. mere speculation on a photo. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a good title. Mere speculation. No, no
0: photo. Yeah, that's that's a. Well, let's let's call the episode that. That's better than discussing who after hours. I yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a there's a sort of cynical part of me too that sort of looks at that this this casting too and and, and the phrase multi culty jumps to mind, yeah, which is definitely you know is a sort of a snide way of saying that we're trying to make this look like. People in the world actually look. Don't <laughs> but, you know, but sometimes that is really calculated. We don't want to leave anybody out. Yeah, that's true. And, um, but, yeah, but the truth is, they're casting this, so it looks like real people really do. So, um, yeah. yeah, because they're, they're very diversity, though, know, it does kind of make you wonder how do all these people know each other? <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, we mentioned a runner earlier.
2: Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll have this uh, with this cast here, uh, the, the idea of a runner or uh, I think what comes to my mind is going into the past and looking at some of the situations you might run into with uh, a female doctor. Mm-hmm. Is one of these characters going to be serving that role? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think it would be Ryan. It, He's the most likely candidate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, they all look fit to me. Yeah. look like you know, they can, they can, they can all take on a tiger if they want to. But, but
1: again, but. It, you know, I'm going back to Broadchurch here. One of the first uh, scenes in the opening couple of episodes of, well, not it's not an opening scene, but I remember from the very beginning of Broadchurch, there is a scene where there is down by the beach mm-hmm. and the mother is running through all this traffic to try to get to the beach.
2: Yeah. And she is Pushing running quite aside. sprinting. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's
2: Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. That's Jodie Whittaker. Yeah. Exactly. Well, well let, let me okay. take it. is mighty. Yeah. Well, let me take it maybe not so much from yeah. the sense of a runner, but a sense of somebody having to step out in front, having going into the past.
0: Yeah. A, as a male in the past. Ah, yeah, okay. To, to represent the group. Because we're talking about the, the fact that so much of history is, is a white male reality. Yes, yeah, so we got, yeah, this TARDIS crew has got one representative yeah, for Yeah, I guess that's right, yeah. So, yeah. And no, I, I'm with you. I'm really hoping that that's, that that's his area we're going to explore, because is he going to have to always be kind of out there mitigating for the other three of them who aren't yeah. going to represent a... Each uh, of them has a problem. <laughs> right, a, a sort <laughs> right. of political power, yeah. Which is most interesting for our central character.
1: (laughs) Well, and it's beyond the central character. I think it's most interesting for the central story because it opens up so many avenues that we've not, you know, we're not speculating, oh, this redheaded doctor, he finally got ginger. What is he going to do? Well, we've talked about it's going to be the same thing that these doctors have always done. Not saying that's a bad thing. Right. But. It's just, yeah. The fact that we have no clue. Yeah. It's not, we're, we're talking about what are they going to do with the story, yeah. not who. what are the big baddies that might come back.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm That's thinking, true. Really. Yeah. And I don't think I may be thinking too limited. I, I need to think, you know, we just talked about the first season of the reboot and how they're on Earth the entire time. So what if they just leave Earth and don't come back? That's, well, not, that's not a concern. They're not going <laughs> to have different problems. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's funny that but, you yeah. said about being on Earth Because there is speculation that since she fell to Earth, that Uh, she may be without the TARDIS. Interesting. Mm -hmm. That's true. And again, remember, Pertwe was without the TARDIS in his first season. Mm -hmm. So,
0: We know that we can do the series without the TARDIS. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't like it, but we we can do it. Yeah. Well, a couple more things
1: that I'd like to mention about being here, since we are talking about Hulanta. I want to give a shout out to the book, companions of the doctor mm-hmm. we got to sit in earlier today on a panel uh moderated by alan seiler who was in episode 99 it's kind of cool knowing that we talked with someone about a book and then being able to go actually pick up what you we talked about book. yeah and then you know hold it and look through it it
0: became real to, to a degree, that's kind, that was really, really cool. And if Alan's listening to this, I'd like to mention that I saw lots of people carrying copies of that book. too. So it, apparently, yeah, <laughs> it's going well. And I want to actually
1: get another book because there is, uh, you know, he's got two more books out, one of which is a review of Series 9. Or it's, a, oh, it's maybe of a commentary more so of Series 9 of Doctor Who. I think it's called Face the Raven. And he has another book out that is a Star Trek themed book. Oh, cool. So, um, cool. you know, we will put, um, you know, I've in the, the show Star notes, uh, <laughs> you know, he will put in the, he's a big Star Trek fan because we, uh, Clarence kind of had to rain me back that evening because we had been recording for a while, uh, to rain back my wanting to talk about Star Trek. So yeah, <laughs> he's a big Star Trek fan too. Cool. So yeah, I'll put the show notes there. Um, I have a question for you guys. So my question is, if I were to ask you, what do you enjoy most about
2: Hulanta? What would that be? Uh, For me, it's always meeting people that are like-minded. And I think one of the cool things about their convention is the different tracks. Uh, You don't see that in the conventions we go to anyway. You don't see that a lot. Uh, You may see one other variant track out there, but they have a multitude of different things you can... If you're interested, you can find out about cosplay, their other worlds, which is pretty much all the other fandoms. So, I mean, I, I love the, the multitude of things you can choose from. Um, I think, you know, that's very intriguing and very interesting to come here for Doctor Who and have a plethora of other things to actually engage in.
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah. And that includes the awesome Nicole Maza, who we, we finally met in person and... Uh I guess we thought we were going to pal around with her all day, but she, yeah. she's she been too busy because she's been on it. I think she's on every panel. Yes. <laughs> Even those that occur simultaneously. Yeah, I think
1: That's her awesome. new name is, forget Terminus, we're going to call her Nicole panel person, <laughs> Maza. Yes. Yeah. who also She's does target and appears sometimes on discussing
0: who, but she is the panelist, <laughs> the panelist. The yes. uh, show. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, starting to call. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree completely that it is all about um, uh, meeting and talking to interesting people. I've talked to some interesting vendors today. It's an interesting yes. collection of vendors. It's not there. All the usuals are there, but there was, there were a lot of a lot more. It seemed to me like a lot more crafts people there mm-hmm. this time around. People who who'd made things in their uh, in their in their home uh, shop and so on, and had brought their wares out—costumes and, and books. Uh, I don't know if you talked to the the lady who was uh, doing all the binding and so on these these journals that she's made, but she made the paper as well. And she literally oh, really? made every single aspect of those, these, these, wow. these handmade binders. Yeah. She actually was uh, making the paper. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful stuff like that. It's <laughs> hardcore indeed. But, uh, yeah, you know, but the, the thing I was looking forward to most was just hanging out with the two of you. So here we are. This yeah. is my favorite part. And you know,
1: that's why I think that, and Clarence, I don't want to speak for you. So feel free to jump in, disagree or, or whatever. Just say no. Or just say you know, no. Kyle, no. Um, down, but you know, if I were to go back to last year and look at about this you know time, or or this this particular weekend, which is when we were at a Hulanta, we had never met you, even though you and I had been on Podshot, mm-hmm. we had never met you before. Right, and before you even mentioned you know going to um, Houlanta, Clarence and I had talked about going to Mississippi Comic Con the year before. And said, ah, you know, no, you know, you know, maybe not. Since then, for, you know, Clarence and I, and again, I don't want to speak for you, but, but you Hulanta, keep <laughs> and I, I keep doing it. But, why but, stop but, now? but it's almost like, you know, Hulanta, like, sparked a fire. And that's why, for me, I, I enjoy coming back here, is be, is oh, yeah. because, you know, this is all the things that we have done, Going places since then started with Hulanta. Yeah. So now we're back at Hulanta again, and it makes me kind of excited that we've come a year,
0: and now let's go again. Well, you know, what are we going to do next? You've returned to the scene of the crime. Yes. But you have. You've been convention going fools since uh, since last year. After saying you didn't want to do one, yeah, quite a few, yeah. (laughs) But.
1: Here's the thing that's impressed me most about Hulanta, and uh, I I will say this to them, and actually I have said to Brandon, who's over PR, I've noticed that the people who are over this con go around and they're speaking to people, you know, they're speaking to their vendors, they're participating, they're having fun, and I think that's part of what makes this experience, again, for me, such an enjoyable one, is because they're having fun, they love
0: the characters, they're fans too. This is not a business. This is a fandom. Right. And I've been to a lot of cons and I, and yeah, a lot of them, you you have the sort of sense of a, of a corporate management and that somebody somewhere who may not even be on site is the one who's orchestrated all this and, you know, but that, no, uh, the, the, the the people responsible for Who have been here. They've been, they've been in the, in the panels. They, they're, they're out on the, the big floor. And uh, yeah, you can tell they're, they're doing this because they want to. They're doing this because they care about it. And they want, they want everybody to be having a good time.
1: So I have one more thing I want to talk about before we wrap up. But I want to see is there anything else that I've not mentioned that you guys want to talk about? Clarence, I'll
2: let you go first. Anything? Oh, wow. Um... I think we mentioned the cosplay. The vendors have been great. Um, I really, I enjoy Lee's panel, uh, especially. I don't think
0: we brought that up. That's right. I was, right. It was uh, I was invited to talk on a panel about the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, and I learned a lot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we all did. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, I even admitted
1: to the truth of. Never having known or watched or read anything, even though I've known Douglas Adams and about, Mm -hmm. I actually admitted to have never seen it. But now that makes me want to go see slash hear slash read.
0: And I just gave them both flash drives, relativity flash drives, I may say. At (laughs)
1: relativitypodcast.com. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That uh, that now contain uh, all of the radio shows uh, for Hitchhiker. So, yeah. Just just listen to the first one. The first okay. one's free. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> I think
0: you'll be hooked, but yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah, and what interests me most about the panel is just the... With fandom now, we're deep in the glue of how stories connect and how stories have changed over time wow. and canon and consistency and all this stuff. And, and just to hear the history of uh hitchhiker's guide and how we've had these different mediums and how it changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. We not, we don't have third party people coming in and changing it, though we do have this. Yeah. But you definitely have the creator coming in. That's it. <laughs> Adam's told the story differently yes, every time. yeah, yes, Which is just <laughs> crazy. And, I think I brought up the, uh, the Game of Thrones example. Is That's kind of the same thing. You mm-hmm. have uh, 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 Martin coming mm-hmm. in and, and, and making changes to the show which, you know, we don't even have the last book out yet yeah. uh, which fans have been clamoring for but it's definitely that instance of where the creator is in and sticking his hands in this other medium and tweaking it ever so slightly just a little bit so with the Hitchhiker's Guide I find yeah. it fascinating.
0: And, and- Conversely, we were just we were just uh, attending a panel about uh, Star Trek Discovery. Yes, and um, yeah. and I was <laughs> uh, and I was sitting there b- biting my tongue because uh, the conversation ends up being about. Whether or not we're altering the canon yeah. on this TV series, and people kept saying, "Well, but you know, it's the it's the creators of the of the franchise who are making these changes," and I wanted to get up and say, "The creator of this franchise is dead. Yeah, sure. he That's is true. not. He That's does. True. He has nothing to do with this, yes. and we are." Altering the legacy <laughs> of. The, okay, okay, I'm getting hot about this, and it doesn't box, matter. But that's <laughs> it. I just want to. Okay, <laughs> but let's not talk for Gene Roddenberry, can we, please? Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it is funny that that uh, that, that was one of the, that was my takeaway from from the Hitchhiker's Guide panel too. Is that this is a franchise where people can come in at any any level at any point and and be right. Yeah, because every version of it is different, and it's like you just pick the one you like. Yes, And go with it. I go with it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I had hoped that one of the big moments of our getting together was I was going to surprise uh, a Kyle with the gift of a recorder, <laughs> and of course, he's already got one. <laughs> so, yeah, insert Money um, Python the Holy Grail joke there. What, 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 so, what? Now, now, to our horror, he's got he's two got of you. them. <laughs> So (laughs) I found I
1: have stereo recorders. I have two: one for the left ear, one for the right
0: ear. God's name! What have I unleashed on you?
1: (laughs) So (laughs) that could not have played, no pun intended, (laughs) any better. Because before I said, I have one more thing I want to talk about, Mm -hmm. and you know, I said whenever, (laughs) whenever I. Whenever I whenever you gave that to me, I said great minds think alike. Mm-hmm. But my one other thing I wanted to talk about was the recorder, so that <laughs> couldn't have
0: played any better. I just want to get to it before you did. Oh well thank you.
1: <laughs> so like I strategically like have had that thing for like ever since we recorded the um Three Doctors uh, uh review. Right. Where I do the, you know, how does it go? Yes. You do that and I'm like and Clarence is going, Oh gosh, <laughs> I, I, right after that, I bought oh, that, and I have like been holding that thing like can't. Oh, I've been wanting to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> so now I was able to talk about my recorder.
0: Yep, I've been sitting on the one that I gave you for a long time too. Oh, that's so terrible. I've been really sitting on <laughs> the I mean. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you. <laughs> that's terrible.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, but that was that 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 couldn't have been played better. <laughs> oh, that was cool! Okay.
2: So you will give us a live performance at the town tomorrow, right? Well, uh, I should bring my
0: recorder. Yeah, you play practice. it at least <laughs> as well as the second doctor <laughs> Oh yes. Oh, so how does it go? <laughs> it's a, it's a maligned instrument. It really is. I mean, he he. The, sort of the joke was that he didn't play it well, right? You know, he makes this terrible sound on it. But that a recorder actually can be a lovely instrument. Yeah. Would you demonstrate? Just thank you, yeah. thank you. Yeah, having not tried to play one in years, but yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I've never never tried to play one ever. You yeah. know, I'm not musically inclined. So uh, there you go. That you do not
0: know. You see, you may become a brilliant. Actually, yeah, could be a thing. Recorder yeah. for <laughs> this you know. uh, Just just do it as far away from Clarence as humanly <laughs> really possible. Just practice somewhere else. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I think we've talked up uh, and talked about and talked to our minds about to like say wow wow uh, yeah. Um, so having said that. Lee, if someone were looking to find you on the web, where might they look? What other things are you
0: doing? (laughs) I'm wearing my Relativity t-shirt, so I looked like I have to read the address upside down. (laughs) Yeah, look for me at (laughs) relativitypodcast.com. Yeah, and that's all. I'll just say that. Mr. Brown. Uh, I do a Star Trek
2: podcast, which I'm trying to get on a little this man here uh <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, we are more of the the Voyager slash DS9 error. We're we're diving into the we're diving into the TOS, but uh we're definitely not experts on it, but if you're into Star Trek and especially into Discovery, which uh hopefully will be coming back sometime this year, you can check us out at discussingtrek.com. And of course, you can find all three of us on this show, which I'm sure you are
1: listening already know discussingwho.com. You can also find our comic book related podcast at DiscussingComics.com. And if you're a YouTube, uh, you know, if you like watching videos on YouTube. And who doesn't? And who doesn't? Hey, it's YouTube. You know, we encourage you to subscribe to our Discussing Network on YouTube, which is YouTube.com slash Discussing Network. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Yeah. And we
2: will be back next time. And if you want to come to our Patreon, we will have Kyle the a live <laughs> performance with the recorder, right? Uh Dancing around. Oh, yeah, I can't wait.
0: <laughs> or for people buying in at the fifty dollars level, <laughs> Kyle will not play the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> will to be highly pop- more you know, popular. Much more. Yeah, <laughs> this is the way to bring in some bucks. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. That well, was there is one good time. though. discussing who. That's good. <laughs>
0: Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.